Do you believe in moral victories? Washington was this close, but falls to Philadelphia 34 to 31. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's instant reaction. Washington falling to the Philadelphia Eagles 34 to 31. I'm Nathan. That's the stoner. We're here on the Believe Network giving you our immediate reaction to this game Washington put up a lot closer than what the Vegas books said, mm. but they do fall in overtime to the Philadelphia Eagles after Elliott was able to hit a 54 yard field goal stoner. They were Washington was this close so that, close. that Terry McLaurin catch just barely, barely out of bounds. My first question for you, mm-hmm. my first question for those listening, either on audio hit us up on our, on any of our social media platforms, or if you're watching here on YouTube, I want to answer this question. Should Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy have gone for two mm. to not send this game to overtime? I was not expecting that question. We <laughs> a little behind the scenes before we started, you said you were going to ask a certain question. I said, I know what you're going to ask, but that was not it. So this is going to catch me off guard. Now we talked about it before the game ended when Washington was driving and we felt good about the drive, and we thought Washington was going to score. And so we threw it out there with maybe a minute left, should Washington go for two when they score? And then they scored, and maybe I was feeling a little bit different. I don't know. Should they have gone for two? Gosh, that's such a good question, Nathan. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, yeah. but they had their chance in overtime. They did get a drive in overtime to be able to offset what Philadelphia did. But, yeah, I think they should have. They had all the momentum. But I'm not going to be mad at them for not. I'm not saying that this is like one of those things where you're going to be pissed at them all week. But, yeah, I think they should have gone for two. They had the momentum. They were feeling good. They were working. They worked their way downfield. They, They were getting chunk plays. They basically did what they wanted. So, yeah, I think they should have gone for two, but this is not like one of those fireable offenses that they didn't. No, no. I, I We agreed on that in the live stream, right, during mm-hmm. our play-by-play and commentary, and, and most of our commenters agreed. Go for two. Just end it right there. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell threw a dot to Jahan Dotson. Sure did. To get that six points. If you can just get two points right there, it's over. But to be fair, on the flip side of that, you miss that, and you – are bringing the ire of every Washington fan. Yeah, and, for sure. And that's what would be discussed all week is that that you went for two and you missed it. Instead, they opt for the field goal. They go into overtime. Washington gets the ball first. They bring up a third and five. Sam Howell throws a beautiful ball to Terry McLaurin. And if yeah. it was not for the arm of a defender – that's likely a catch in a first down and Washington still driving. Unfortunately, that one was called out of bounds. And that was Stoner. You kind of talked about it during that play-by-play and commentary. If they call that a catch, they can't reverse it. And Correct. so they said it was no catch and you can't reverse it as well. Correct. Did you like the play calling in overtime? Uh, I, I liked the play calling, not just in overtime. I liked the play calling for most of the game. I thought Eric Bieniemy really bounced back in terms of uh, the types of plays that they called. There, there's a lot more passes than runs in this game, as has been in all the games. 
And in overtime, I'm assuming I haven't looked at the the chart or whatever. I'm assuming they threw it not in overtime. Yeah, in overtime mm-hmm. or in the fourth quarter. I'm assuming they threw it more than they ran it. And that's okay because of the types of throws that they were calling. All this short stuff, all this short stuff sure. before um some of those plays when they had like a a second and ten, they were throwing six yard outs or five yard, you know, Logan Thomas sit right there in the middle and get those five yards mm-hmm. and make your third downs manageable. I liked the types of passes that they called. And I liked how they stuck with the run most of the game. So yeah, I did like the the play calling in overtime. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with the end of the game and how Eric Bieniemy was calling the offense. Yeah. It was a Brian Robinson run for no gain, a Sam Howell pass short right to Jahan Dotson for five yards. Yeah. And it was the incomplete to Terry McLaurin uh, that set up the punt and then a 10 play drive and field goal. Hmm. The defense is supposed to be a strength of this Washington team. They give up 34 points here after giving up 30 points. You can say 37, but one of those was a pick six six last week against the Bills. Mm -hmm. 34 points against this Washington defense. How confident are you in their play after this game? Yeah, this is a problem right now. Don't forget they gave up 33 to Denver, and Denver's not – some sort of offensive powerhouse. Now these last two opponents that they played Buffalo and Philadelphia are both top five offenses. Mm -hmm. AJ Brown was out there just abusing Emmanuel Forbes. You kind of expect that didn't seem like they were giving Forbes a whole lot of help uh, on some of these plays, but yeah, this is a problem with this defense. When you give up over 30 points in three consecutive games now in the NFL, this is supposed to be the strength of this team. This is what's supposed to carry this team until the offense can kind of figure things out. And they definitely have been, have not been doing that. And case in point, when Philadelphia on their drive in overtime, they got called for the intentional grounding, which was a huge call because that moved them out of field goal Mm -hmm. range. So now it's third and 17. Everybody in the world, we called it on our live stream. Everybody in the world knew that they were going to throw a short pass to get enough yards to give Elliott a chance to kick the field goal. Everybody knew it. And what did Jack Del Rio call? He called a linebacker blitz. He took both of his guys that are sit, supposed to be sitting there in the middle, and he blitzed them on Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts simply threw the ball where those linebackers should be. So that's a problem, Nathan. This defense is a problem right now, and they got to do something about it or else this season could could be in trouble. Could be in trouble. Washington running the ball 28 times for 107 yards. Not a great average, but yeah, this is against the Philadelphia front that they weren't supposed to be able to run. Did you like those 28 runs to 41 pass attempts by Sam Howell? Yeah, I think when you break it down, it might even be a little bit more because some of those runs are Sam Howell um, scrambles for Mm -hmm. runs and such. But still, you're basically about one and a half to one. I don't know exactly what the number would be, but uh, it's a lot more throwing. But I'm okay because they were committed to the run, even though they weren't getting chunk yards. They were committed. They said we have to be able to at least show that we're willing to run to, again, keep those linebackers from dropping too deep and not giving any lanes for the passing game. 
So they did that. And I thought that that was, again, that was smart on the offense's part in terms of their scheme. We talked about it all week. You can't drop Sam Howell back time after time in these seven-step drops and five-step drops. And they didn't. And they committed to the run, and they committed to the short passing game. And I thought, that's how you get 31 points against a defensive juggernaut like Philadelphia. And they took their shots where they could, too. So it wasn't like they were just dinking and dunking there. Right. Uh, It was only seven yards per, uh, you know, know, completion for Sam Howell. So not exactly Mm -hmm. great. But they took shots where they could, and and Sam Howell, I felt like, had a great bounce-back game after a horrendous game against the Bills. No turnovers this time. He did mm-hmm. take five sacks. You're an instant reaction here with those mm-hmm. five sacks. Did it feel like that, or was there? did it feel like he did much better, like I thought, against these Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, five sacks is still too many when you look at it on the surface. But when you look into it, as you were just saying, that – through the course of the game, they were not egregious sacks. Mm. They were not certain plays to where Sam, where you're sitting there saying, oh, the offensive line was just uh, overrun or Sam was just staring guys down. Overwhelmed, and holding the ball too long. yeah. Yeah, overwhelmed. This was not the case. Five's too many. Make no mistake. If you have five sure. over the course of a, a, of a season every game, you're going to break the sack record. For most times, getting that was sacked. actually so less than great. his his average on the year. By the <laughs> way, he's averaging six sacks a game. Five sacks yeah. is a yeah. is a bit of an improvement there. But they weren't they weren't killers. They weren't drive killers. Mm-hmm. They weren't uh, plays to where you were just sitting there going, "What what's going on?" They were kind of ebb and flow of the game type sacks. So I wasn't necessarily um, you know instantly I wasn't all upset about uh, the sacks that he took today. He got much, much better. And Eric Bieniemy did much better in scheming so that Sam didn't have to face so many opportunities to get sacked. Washington, for the first time this season, led at halftime. Yeah, yeah. But it was 14 unanswered points by the Eagles that yeah. sent them into this way for a victory. Where did you feel the momentum change when it came to that? Well, I thought this was kind of two or three different games within a game. Washington just came out and punched Philadelphia in the face. They came down on the first drive and went right down the field and scored. Mm-hmm. Then Philadelphia came right down the field and scored. Then Washington went right down the field and scored. And then Washington defense got in a little bit of a re- rhythm. And that's where the first part of the game, especially in the first quarter, Washington took control. And then you had that Dotson drop on a third down which was a great play, a great call. Again, 34 would have been a first down. Would have been a first down. He dropped it, and we said right there, that's a momentum changer right there. And sure enough, Philadelphia starts going on this uh, this uh, 14 unanswered points. They started controlling the game. They took absolute control in the third quarter. I mean, that was all Philadelphia in the third quarter, 11 nothing. Next thing you know, Washington's down. And then Philadelphia did something weird. When they got close – inside the red zone or yeah. close to the red zone. And they had a third and nine Serrani and they ran the ball. conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was. And, and I thought that gave Washington some mm-hmm. momentum change. And again, we said it right on the, on the cast. We were like, that's a weird call. That's going to be good for Washington. And sure enough, Washington started moving the ball and getting the tie uh, and unfortunately losing in overtime. But it was just, it was a, uh, it was Washington early, then Philadelphia and then Washington. And then at the very end, 
of course, Philadelphia scoring in the field goal in overtime to win it. Now, you, you mentioned that back and forth there. So it was 24-24, Washington really mm-hmm. needing a stop as time was ticking away. Emmanuel Forbes loses A.J. Brown on a double move, and yeah. Philadelphia scores. Washington, though, gets the ball back. Doesn't have their full set of timeouts because they had to take a timeout early thanks to some mm-hmm. play, co- play clock shenanigans. Say so that yeah that's that's a fun one <laughs> what did you think of that last drive of regulation by sam howell and the commanders yeah i mean it was a fantastic drive again they did everything that they needed to do they managed the clock i thought they managed it really well only having that one time out and they moved the ball down the field and they had that they took that one sack that was mm. that was gonna be if they didn't convert that was going to be one of those sacks where we were going to talk about an egregious sack that you just can't take. Yeah. And they had a third and 17 and they didn't try to get it all in one play. And so they threw down and they got about 14 on that throw to Pringle across the middle, got up to the line quick, didn't panic, didn't use the timeout. And then Sam got rushed, moved out of the pocket and dumped it off. I think it was McLaurin who got that one uh, for a first down. And then they ended up, Again, just moving down the field, moving down the field. And then that last throw, Nathan, that that touchdown throw, uh, that was a big boy. Uh, yeah. That was a uh, any any superlative that you can use to talk about a quarterback. That was it on that throw to Dotson. That was one. That, that right there is why we're howlers here yeah. on Ref the District. That was we, big time. we do see a lot of those great plays, and it was good to see Sam Howell bounce back. Obviously, mm-hmm. five sacks, too many. And hopefully they'll continue to clean that up as the season goes along. Washington losing this one 34 to 31. Yeah. A lot of people had Washington losing by double digits. Vegas had them as eight point underdogs. Sure. My question now is probably the one you were expecting at the beginning of this. Yeah. But is there such a thing as a moral victory here? Did Washington earn a moral victory against Philadelphia? One billion percent. There is such a thing as a moral victory, and this was it. This is what a moral victory is. You walk out of here, and you say, we went toe-to-toe with the defending NFC champions in their field with MVP candidates all over that field on both sides of the ball and took them to overtime and then lost by a field goal in overtime. And you walk out of there, especially after what happened last week. If last week was just a regular game, maybe they won, maybe they lost a close one or whatever. But because they got absolutely thrashed by Buffalo, and then they follow it up with this performance. this a quality effort, performance. Yeah, it was, it was quality definitely quality performance, performance. And you have to say you feel good about this team again. They're two and two, and they've lost two in a row, and that's not great but you feel better about this team today than you did yesterday coming into this weekend's game. Do you not feel better about the team in general than you did yesterday? I definitely feel better about it. I'm very interested in the comments for this one, whether or not it's, Mm -hmm. like I said, at Ref the District on Twitter or if it's you're watching here on YouTube. I want to know, do you believe in that moral victory for Washington. I, Stoner, I will say this. I do feel better about the team after this showing. 
but I don't believe in moral victories. I will mm. feel much better about this team if they are able to beat Chicago in Thursday night. Get yeah. an actual W on the board, be three and two as you start your next stretch of games. And that to me will be a lot more important than just, I mean, they were this close, Stoner, this close to being beating the Eagles. And while that is exciting and while that is a much better feeling than getting trounced like they were last week against the Bills, mm-hmm. it's still a loss in the books. The so loss. we'll okay. see how everyone feels about that. We will break down some of the plays and give you our go-gos and no-gos tomorrow during the day after reckoning. So that's coming mm-hmm. out on Monday. It is a short week for Washington. They take on the Chicago Bears. That is on Thursday night. And we'll be, we will be doing a live play-by-play and commentary of that. So make sure you join us. But until next time. Moral victories aren't victories, but I, I stop for you. Be a fan. <laughs>